0: The Cat & Cloud Coffee Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. They make coffee brewers. Ever heard of them? If you haven't, you should. They're an awesome family-owned company. They're here in California. They power their facility with solar power, which I hear that's like a new hot thing that progressive people do. The best thing about Curtis, in my humble opinion, is the turnaround time on the brewers. They have a 24 hour turnaround. It's phenomenal. If you've ever ordered a brewer for a wholesale client from someone else and waited and waited and waited for it to come in, you know how frustrating that is. So being able to get the brewer next day like that is absolutely amazing. Shout out to you, Wilbur Curtis, their customer service is phenomenal. And they just care. They care about you. They care about me and I care about them. And that's why Cat Cloud Podcast is brought to you by Wilbur Curtis. On with the show. I started recording this for you.
1: For who? For me? For you. Uh, why am I peeking the meters? Why am I peeking the
0: meters? Uh,
1: Don't let me pick my meters. So let me peek
0: my meters. Welcome to the podcast. Man, dude. For sure. Hello. <laughs> We're how's your, back. How's your day? Uh it's been weirdly long,
1: but you know, here we are. Caught a hot pocket at lunch. <laughs> yeah, I did cut a hot pocket. I, I
0: hot pocketed myself to a CrossFit. I cut a hot hot pocket. I was like, Did oh, you eat a hot pocket? Snap. no. I Did built, you say like a I jam? built that roasting certification? on my lunch break. Oh, dude. I love hitting those pockets right now. I'm having a hard time hitting pockets. To I, was I was too. I was too. What's my deal? I think I need to go to bed like right now, but going, I can't. I've been trying to do that for the past three days and the shit didn't work. <laughs> Me neither. I stayed up till well, midnight again last night. I was, I was really trying to night. take a nap and I like came home yesterday and laid down. I was like, I'm going to sleep for like 15 minutes and I was tired as hell and I just laid there and I could not fall asleep. What's up with us, dude? I don't know, dude. Fucking stress and hard, old and busted, <laughs> new hotness. I actually am really stressed out, well, but not in like a bad like I'm having an anxiety attack kind of way, or like an I hate my life kind of way. I'm stressed out in a way of we had that meeting where we Charles rented, Chris and I. Yep, yep, we rented that conference room. We spoke about it briefly on the last podcast. Didn't go into any detail. Right, and we planned out basically what we want to do in w- the next year, what we want to do in three years, and right. what we want to do in ten years. Right, and then we got into a little bit more detail about the one year thing. Yeah, and even that is a lot of things. So I took and I kind of was building action plans. Okay, based around that one year thing. Right, and I even got out my good old pie chart generator. I saw you generate a pie chart earlier. Yeah. So is I was that looking- for your time? Yes. Wow. So I, te- I took, like, all of the things yeah. that are under, like... So for everybody listening, we basically broke out, like, point people for certain things that we want to accomplish. Right. So... Jared, Charles and I all have things that fall under our buckets where we hold ultimate accountability for that and are responsible for implementation. We don't have to actually do all the work ourselves, but whether we delegate and train or set up the systems for those things to be able to happen, ultimately at the end of the day, it's like one of us has to be responsible. Right. So I'm like, okay, I got basically distilled it down into five different five areas, buckets. five buckets, And then was like, I started with like, okay, what percentage of my time should I spend doing that? Mm. So I put it into a pie chart and then I broke that out against a 40-hour work week. Oh, so which, you, which isn't totally accurate because like if you own a business like you're more like in the 60s yeah you don't really work 40 hours but it's just for reference like yeah, if yeah. you worked a 40 hour work week like how many hours would that be right and then I took that and I was like oh just like intuitively like I think I need to spend more hours per week on this and right maybe less hours per week on that because of the, the value of it right because yeah. of the value of it and then put that back into percentages and put it on a pie chart because it helps me to have the visual of like the yeah. bulk of this time looks like this right or like this chunk of my time looks right. like this visual learning. Learners. So that's neat. But Then <laughs> I think neat. the thing that was stressing me out was there's still this transitionary period that's yep. happening and to be able to get into that zone and really focus on those things for the next year, there's a few things that need to happen. Mm, and we're um, going through those things right now. We're going through those things right now. So it means letting go of some responsibility and making sure that everyone is taking those responsibilities, like knows what they need to do, feels comfortable with that. Right and feels excited about that. Um, so for me specifically today, it meant quantifying a lot of kind of like loose endy things. One of them being roasting coffee. So building like a coffee roasting certification and building it into a test. And so we have trainings, yeah. you know, so if you want to train someone how to roast coffee, train someone how to make espresso, you you have all the information in your head, we have stuff wrote down, wrote down. We wrote it down. We wrote it down. In what to say to do. Books and handbooks and trainings. But that will only go so far. You need So this, yeah. you need to have some sort of quantifiable metric like a score. Yep. So I broke everything down into two sheets. One was a testing sheet with buckets of different categories all scored like 0 to 5. Yep. And then there's a teacher's edition that goes with that and the teacher's edition is whoever's administering the test has all of the things that, um, are being measured in each category. Right? So I'm going to give, let's just give an example, give an example. So we might, you know, let's see here. Here we go. So one thing on the roasting is accurately name all the parts of the machine and their functions. So it's a zero to five. So you would ask, you know, the person who's taking the test, okay, please explain all the parts of the machine to me. Right. And what they do. And then in the teacher's edition, you've got all of those things listed out and what they do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, hopper, this is where the green coffee is loaded prior to roasting. Loader, this is between the hopper and the drum. This is open to allow coffee into the drum and begin the batch. Yep. Crossover, that's the pipe taking air out of the drum that runs across the top of the roaster top hat connects to the crossover on one end of the hot air and crossover on one end and the hot air f- fan housing on the other. So it's like describing all right. those things. It's like, okay, cool. Do you actually know this, like, you know, all those things, you know how the roaster works. And that also shows that, you know, cleaning is like a whole different thing. Um, but you at least know what those parts you are. To clean. what they are. So yeah. it's like, if you could name all of those and what they do, then you get a five out of five on that section. Yeah. If you name, and this is where, you know, the, person who's giving the test has a little discretion. If you can name eight out of 10 or nine out of 10, you know, you get a four or five or something. And then there's a little place for notes sick. And this goes down for each one. So there's, you know, there's the machine is its own has multiple categories. So displays understanding of all switches and buttons on the machine, accurately name all the parts, understands how to properly warm up the machine can actually, can accurately troubleshoot a non-operational machine. The littlest things like break it down. So it's like, employee must describe what steps to take if they come in and the machine won't turn on once the start button is pushed, Mm -hmm. you know, and then you have to draw those things out. So like number one is like make sure the roaster's plugged in. Number two, make sure the emergency stop is off. Number three, check the fuse box that's on the roaster because that gets tripped sometimes. Right. Number four, check the main building fuse box and then if none of those things work to turn on the roaster, it's call Charles and call Matt Sewell who's the San Franciscan tech, the guy that builds the roaster. Yeah. And you need to know all these protocol, like, you know, all them, you score it all. So crazy. And then you, you know, you pass the test um, if you score 90 or above. Yeah. So, this does like a couple things. One, it gives you that measurable metric, which is nice. Right. Um, it also gives you places to work on because there's a lot of places to, for notes and you can see like what specifically that employee is missing. Right. They're like, okay, cool. Like, you really understand roasting, but you're not really clear on order of operations for machine cleaning. Yeah. So, we're going to focus your training on that and get you up to snuff. because so the test isn't designed to like trick people. It's like you want them to pass. Yeah. Because you want them to know all the stuff. Right. And you're also assessing your training alongside that. Right. right? If you're training well, it should be
1: easy to pass. Exactly. Right.
0: And the teacher's edition of the test serves as like almost another training manual in and of itself. Yeah. Because it's got like the information in the manual, but distilled like in an easy to read format. So sick. The other thing that it does, I think, with um, things that are like really skill based, like like roasting coffee is a great example to where is you might roast coffee for one month, two months, three months, but you as an employee might not really feel like it's hard to know when you turn into quote unquote, a coffee roaster, right? I'm a full fledged coffee roaster and it's a little bit of an intimidating process. So if you can give someone a test and they pass the test with 90 or above, you sign off on it and show it to them and they get their certification. They can see like, wow, I am a coffee roaster. I've checked off all the boxes. I know all the things that my employer wants me to know. And yeah. I can feel like I own this machine. I'm, it's mine. Yeah. I totally know it all. So sick. We want to do that in the ro- in, in,
1: in everything. Yeah, we are pretty much working on doing We're that. We're doing that it everything. in everything. That is the stress level. It's, we, have, we have certifications. We mm-hmm. have umpteen trillion training modules, which we talked a couple episodes back about somebody who's interested in working on. And we actually put the job description out there. So hopefully the right people apply, but for a architect an educational architect, which is the person who's going to essentially take all of our content and formulate it into a kind of a, a brand ID continuous vibe sort of way (laughs)
0: like module creator. Yeah. And I did this today But it was awesome because I have this tangible thing. But in reality, I am probably spending too much time. You know, you look at the module and it's got tables and sections and things. And it's hard for me. Not hard for me, but it takes a lot of time to create it and make it look really nice. Right. Whereas my time would probably be spent just gathering more information and or teaching existing yes. curriculum or working on something different so having someone to put it all together it's the same thing when we do orientation and we update it pretty much every time we do it right and it's cool i can open up powerpoint and put in new pictures and put in new things but it's not maybe the best use of my time
1: yeah like really we could use some like a lot more cool pictures and your
0: instead of doing that, you're putting in old pictures, old pictures. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We should have a photo deck, which yeah. we don't have all these things. We don't we're have just like, wow,
1: there's so well, much stuff we want.
0: And you were saying before, because the Disney class thing was a great example oh, where right. the dude, Bruce, who teaches it is a certified badass. And you're <laughs> like, Bruce isn't putting together those PowerPoint. Presentations. No chance. No Bruce is learning them. He's, He's an educator. Yeah. He's a trainer. He's a storyteller through and through. He's, he's not like sitting there behind a computer eight hours a day, like arranging stuff and spell checking things. No. It's not that it's not important. It's just not his oh, sweet spot. It's so important. It's super important. It's like so <laughs> insanely important. It's like really nuts. But if it takes
1: me six hours to do it and it takes somebody else, one, that person should be doing it, not me. And it really does take me exponentially longer to put these things together. Even if a lot of it, like the content can be in my mind. Even if you could do it as fast, you're probably
0: better off teaching With the people and teaching. Or, yeah, Yeah. interacting with the humans humans. who are our employees. Yeah, that is really where I need to be. And then that's another source of... Stress. Stress is if you have a company of any size and you want to grow that we have 36 company. people now 36 people which is freaking psychotic <laughs> i know i asked someone i'm like how many employees do we have and we look through 36 36 is a lot more than i expected to have in 10 months i mean last year we had 12 Including nine months Charles ago Chris we had 12 and yeah, <laughs> yeah so we tripled it that was cool <laughs> that's
1: our triple net triple net you guys ever done that triple deek. <laughs> We hit him with Emilio You missed West this shot, Gordo? Dude. You're not just
0: letting me down. You're letting the whole team down. Cake eater. <laughs> <laughs> That's how but we feel. But we have more stores on the horizon. That's true. And they're planning to have more. And what we need to create is a situation where there's people in leadership and that we need to get it to a place where employees can interact with those people who are in leadership and basically get the same feeling that they get from you, me, or Charles. Right. As owners. Yeah. Because there, you know, there is a certain, like... That's how the best employees, or the best companies work, anyway. It's how you have to work if you want to be more than maybe two stores. Right. Right or if you have multiple maybe you could do three stores if you don't have other operations going on Exactly but with We have multiple <laughs> and we're trying to bite off a lot in the in the media world too it's we we're do a lot of things we jumping into the culinary world a little bit Yeah dabbling in food so there's there's work to be done Yeah and it's impossible for us to interface with all the people As much as we did when we were just one store. Right. And that's only going to get harder. It's going to get harder. And I don't think that that's... I mean, it's a problem, but it's not a problem without a solution. No, exactly. And again, going back to when we took those classes at Disney, Bruce, who gave the classes, certified badass. Right. And none of us left feeling like, man, that class would be a lot better if the CEO taught it or if by some magical thing, like Walt was here or...
1: Well, and I mean, even so, their philosophy, which a lot of people don't know, is upper management does 80% of their time, 70 to 80% of their time walking the park. And what that means is they're going and they're just checking in with everybody. They have specific questions, so they're working, but they're just essentially asking questions based on... Uh, production and numbers and guest satisfaction and all the things they need to ask. But they're going in and they're checking in. And then if somebody's answering in a way that is not in line with what they're trying to do goal-wise, then they get to follow up a little bit more and ask why and then ask how they can support. But a lot of their job, and this is kind of what you and I are trying to do, is we're trying to pass off some of the detail work that we're so interested and in, have always been doing to other people in our company to lead so that we can kind of follow up and be around to talk to people and have those times where it's like, I'll pop on the floor for an hour. I'll check in be like, hey, how's it going? How's the thing? And Make some espresso. And then be like, touch up a few things, right? Connect with the leadership and be like, all right, things were crushing today. Here's a couple little things I saw. And the leadership can like follow
0: through. And planning other things. Which is insanely important. So That's
1: the other 20% I was going to talk about at Disney.
0: They're planning. The planning. Yeah. Which it's really hard for people to grasp the planning because you don't necessarily see it all the time. Yeah. Except for you see it all the time. You just don't realize that you see it. Yeah. So that's basically what we're doing all the time. If you want to have, let's just like break it down. Yeah. It would be nice to be able to pay people who work for you or at least a certain number of people who work for you, a legit living wage to where it's a, you can live in California. Yeah. You can buy a house someday. And you will not be stressed out. You won't be stressed out about it Uh, and you can just have a good thing. That's Mm -hmm. not going to happen if you just have one cafe
1: or two or maybe even three or two or maybe even three, maybe three for just you, Charles and
0: I, but that's not what we want to do, but not for like some other key players in our organization. (laughs) Turns out there's a lot of them too, as well as providing, you know, a good educational jump off for people who might not ever be high leadership, not because they're not cut out for it, but because they have other big goals in life and they're, you know, it'd be great if we had someone who worked here for three years and we could send them off into the world with some nice hard skills. Oh man, for sure. So that's the dream to create a training program that, you know, gives you skills that aren't necessarily directly related to coffee that you can go out and be basically the best employee at whatever other job you get. I mean, perfect world. We're going to be essentially looked at as a business school one day. So if you want to create that, be like, okay, you, you need to make X amount of money in order to pay people X amount of money. That is science. So you have, to have, <laughs> you have to have certain revenue generating things in place. And some of those things are stores. Some of those things are different wholesale platforms. And those are things that usually the owners create. And the owners cannot create those things. The visionaries can't do their visionary work if they're on the floor making espresso eight hours a day. It just
1: doesn't work. You just don't have the mental bandwidth. As much don't. as you, everybody might believe that you can, you just don't. Well, and you will not do the quality work too. That's the thing. Quality is important. Are you watching the girl lint yeah. roll herself in the car? Lint. Yeah, I
0: can't help it. She's, she's like going off with oh, the lint she's roller. L- she's rolling all the lint. She hangs out in the car she's, a lot. She's she's like, wor- she works at the restaurant down the, downstairs. Oh. And she goes into the car to smoke cigarettes. In the car? In the car. She smokes in her and car every day. And then she uses day. the lint roller to try to roll off the cigarettes. I think she's though. rolling off the smell. And then uh, she goes back to work? That's fucking disgusting girlfriend. She's uh, a <laughs> she's a real nice lady. <laughs> smoking. A, there's the guy that owns the place who is also looking at us. It's the 90s now. dude, it is the 90s. Why would you be smoking? It's the 90s. I don't know, dude. I thought smoking was dead. Oh, she's got a smoothie and everything. Oh, she's wearing a creature sweatshirt. She's got a good look, you know. <laughs> she's definitely hey, high what's fashion. Hey, you smoke? You got a good look. What's up? Hey, you smoke? <laughs> You all smoke or what? You guys all smoke. Yeah, she was styled out. You guys smoke. She dudes? was styled out. She had like the full outfit. She's friendly. She, she looks
1: put together. She likes Cat and Cloud. Well, then I, she, I uh, guess she can smoke. Then I guess
0: it's her life. She gives us the what does she call it? Business owner in the neighborhood discount. Nice. I don't know if it's official. What's that mean? But- <laughs> I don't know. I just went down there one day and she's like, like, oh yeah, you get the uh, business owner in the neighborhood discount. I'm like sick. Sick.
1: How does it come with the song? Who are the people in your neighborhood? (laughs) In your neighborhood? That's Mr. Rogers, you guys. R.I.P. dude. Daniel Tiger now. (laughs) Dude,
0: Fred, Fred, you changed my life forever. Fred, dude. it's such a good <laughs> feeling, feeling to, play to know with you're alive. It's such a good feeling. Oh man! So yeah, in order to grow the organization and actually be able to provide for people, it necessitates some amount of pulling away from those day-to-day operations in order to focus on growth. Because let's be real, we have store number three in the works. That's true. With another roastery in the works. That's also true. And none of that is going to happen if we are just making coffee all day. Yeah, we can't just
1: like pass that on to the the general contractor. We'll figure it out.
0: Yeah, like build the store. (laughs) It's going to be fine. (laughs) Yeah. And that's not... Do it kind of like our normal stores. And it's not to say again that making coffee or being there every day isn't important. It's that someone like... Kristen, or someone like Tanner, or someone like Alex. I mean, we have a lot of people on staff with big potential. I name them because they've jumped really high in leadership really quick. And, and they're amongst just, our first their as well. They're amongst our first. And they're actually going to be better at it than we are. Oh, for sure. And they're going to have a better mental bandwidth about it because they're going to be able to focus more on those things than we ever can. Right. Like, our real job is to stay
1: connected to the front line without having to necessarily be on the front line.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But if we had to be, yeah, because if we had to be on the front line all the time, you know, if you own a business, like the number of things that it takes to run a business and that stuff is weighing on you all day, all night and you go to bed with it. So if you have to do that while you're trying to train someone how to make make espresso or while you're trying to train someone how to clean the roaster, you're not really all there. Not as all as you could be. Dude, could you and imagine s- being a business
1: owner like alone, like no, without a partner? I wouldn't do it. I think it's a terrible idea to try to open a business by yourself. The only personally. W-
0: I would be able to do that if it was something that wasn't retail focused. Yeah, that's different. Totally. If, if so it, was like it was retail a, focused, yeah, like retail like cafe, no chance. T- I, I think if, it'd be the worst thing ever. So many props to you people that do it because that's fucking insane to me. Yeah,
1: I think in in word of advice, just as a personal friendo, if you're thinking about starting a business, you should not do it by yourself. If it comes down to cafe stuff, unless all you want to do is open up a cafe to support yourself and like keep it really small.
0: Which is totally chill. that's
1: epically cool and you could pull that. But if you're trying to do like more than one cafe, get yourself a business partner. It's hard. It's a lot of work. Get yourself a friend. Get yourself like, yeah, at least one. We have two. (laughs) We have two. We have two apiece. That's... uh, Charles and Chris,
0: or uh, Jared and Charles, depending as, on who you are in this room. As good as you are at something, you probably suck at more stuff than you're good at. <laughs> yeah. You know? If you, totally. If you took everything that no. goes into running a business <laughs> right. and then you identified like what your sweet spot is, it's probably 10% of running the business. Maybe 20 if you have a real diverse <laughs> skill set. And then everything else, you kind of blow at. You're like, dang it, this is hard. So if you can find someone who sucks at what you're good at and <laughs> exactly. they're good at what you suck at <laughs> those are the people you need to hire you can probably have a good time and then you you maybe set up to have a couple locations if you want right you know this is reminding it's not just me. easier for one it's it's makes it easier to go for a couple if you need to
1: oh for sure it makes it way easier this is just reminding me that I saw it's a li- we're kind of both touching just barely on our both of our speeches we gave at global coffee expo i saw they dropped the first podcast from that series today so that means that Specialty coffee association is going to be loading up our podcasts for those who haven't listened to this current one or want to listen to a different version of it (laughs) they're going to put it up on their site soon just thought about that and that sounds fun yeah it's definitely interesting to expand and it it leaves me in this weird place because i and i think you are the same way like getting stuff done feels good.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) And so like to go from a place, like when you go to open up a business and you have all these tasks, you like get a lot of things done, quote unquote, like they're all getting done. They're all really important. And then you kind of get to this level where you and I are at and it's the tasks are all kind of more like long plays. So like during the week, maybe like three or four things might get done, but big chips are made on something else. And so you kind of feel, at least I feel a lot of the time, like I'm not getting as much done, even though I'm working on like really important, bigger projects, or I'm talking through projects with my team who are actually physically getting it done. And it's in theory, the same thing, because it's getting done, but I'm not physically doing it. So I don't get to have like that, that good feeling of checking it off personally. It's a weird thing I'm going through.
0: Me too, But dude. it has to happen and I know it has to happen. I dropped something. I'm sorry. I don't think they they probably heard. They probably heard it. You heard it. It's going down. I totally feel you. It's so weird. That's where I was today. And I was having a hard time figuring out where to start with everything. And then I had to realize that taking freaking four hours to just plan is actually a big part of the process and is actually real legitimate work, even though... It doesn't actually feel like you got anything done. I hate it and I get it and I love it too. And part of that is one, how you're saying you don't get that little endorphin rush. You don't get that instant satisfaction of crossing something on your list and you're like, boom, dopamine, got it. I'm I'm killing it. The other portion, which is probably my fault and is some sort of cognitive distortion is that I feel like other people won't understand that I'm working. And oh, for I, sure. And I get self-conscious about that. Bec- Super with you. Because I'm always thinking about setting the example for yes. the company and trying to show up and be the hardest worker in the room Yep. and just get her done because that's what I've always done. And it's different when you shift from smaller, more tangible, easily accomplishable tasks to long plays that'll take a year. Yep. Because it's really easy for someone to be like, yeah, I mean, I see Chris all the time. I have no idea what he's doing. Yeah. Like, what is he even doing? Like, is he there? So part of that's communication, just letting people know, like, here's our big goals, which we have another meeting next week to finalize the financial situation around the bigger goals and then we'll right. roll them out in more detail to mm-hmm. the team in its entirety. So if you work for us and you're listening to this, I'm like, what are you talking about? Don't worry. We got you. There's time. It's all good. Yeah. Um, but I have this feeling that people are looking at me and thinking that I'm not doing anything. Oh, of course. Me too. And it's something that is probably a good portion of it is made up in my head. Yeah. And I need to get comfortable with myself and get comfortable with the idea that like, Hey, I'm doing work and planning out like I did this morning is just, it's necessary to start the process. Mm-hmm. It's necessary to plan so that when the process starts to get executed, it happens in the most efficient way possible. Cause that's one of the things we believe Efficiency. in. Efficiency, Yeah. And it's just, I don't know. It's crazy. I, I have a real hard time with it. Dude, I
1: do too. I was like pulling up the... I'm trying to pull up the notes from our... Oh, I went the wrong way. That's why I couldn't find them. And that's the cool? from our meeting to like look through some of our plans and how I want to break them down and it's like, it's so exciting to look at them on the board and then the you like see just like a one letter or like a one word thing and you're all, yeah, we're going to do this and then you start breaking it down into all the details of what it looks like and you're like, geez.
0: Yeah. So one of them is the... In my buckets is the cur- curriculum creation and orientation revamp. So right. there's high-level education of no less than 20 classes that will be administered to every Cat and Cloud employee along with a full overhaul of our of orientation. Our orientation. Mm-hmm. And that's a lot of work. <laughs> yeah. And it is a lot of work. Yeah. It's not something that you can just start. On so you know you need uh, you need to identify the goals of each module. You need to identify the framework that you're (laughs) going to put into each module. You're going to need to create like a concept module and make a template module. And you know the first part of that is also scheduling interviews with the applicants who have applied to be the educational like architect, Architect. hiring, training that person. It's a long play. It's a lot of meetings on top of that, that, and that's not even including downloading the curriculum yeah. to said person that is in those totally modules content. So I have here just, you know, an infinite number of steps just to get the ball rolling. <laughs> yep. None of which I've accomplished yet, but breaking out the steps is a big thing. Breaking out the ste- steps takes time. It takes time. It's That's not like, the you're thing. like oh yeah, I'm like, going to start right now. Exactly. It's like you see
1: these things and some people in the world are like, well, you just do it. And it's like, if you want shitty classes, you just do it.
0: It's like, like you just bang it out. It's sure. like building a cafe. Like, oh, just do it. Yeah. Well, where does the espresso machine go? It doesn't matter. Just yeah. fucking put it in I there. People we'll do it like this. And you go do it Maybe you put so a quick. floor drain there. Yeah. And you forget. And, and like, you mess well, up everything. I need a floor drain under my machine. Well, just put it wherever, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Intr- max capacity, does it matter? <laughs> Parking load, does it matter? Yes. It all matters. It all and matters. you need to think of it. There's a reason <laughs> architects have jobs to <laughs> figure that stuff out. And it's super important because you won't get your permits. Your cafe is going to suck. The workflow is going to be a nightmare. And the same thing goes for everything else. And if your workflow sucks, just talk about training after that. How do you train
1: well in a shitty workflow, like when there's no ability to workflow? It's going to be a nightmare. (laughs) Yeah. It all is important and it all takes intention. And it's so crazy.
0: The other... So, yeah, we're both dealing with this... That's definitely new, a self-conscious thing for me. New stress. Yeah, yeah. me too. Because people are,
1: people are like, I'm like, yeah, I'm still working on those training modules. And they're like... They're they aren't still? actually saying that, but I feel like...
0: That's what you feel like, like,
1: still? And I'm like, like yeah, dude, because I can't just give you a shitty training module. I just can't do it. Like, if I want this to be good and I want somebody else to be able to do it, I can't just like throw a bunch of stuff in there and assume it's good just because I understand it. It has to be digestible by multiple people.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. And you just... That and making sure that when you join back to what we were touching base on earlier, making sure that the people that are going to be taking over the things that you've been doing a lot of, and for you, that's the Kristen and the Tanners, right? Most specifically, that they're like well to, equipped to do that, and making sure that the people who they're going to be interacting with see them as legit bona fide experts. Yeah, that they don't have to go past them and, to make And me they don't to feel need good. to be like, I need to talk to Jared. And yeah. They Dude, I basically am Jared. Yeah. Well, I'm Kristen, like the new Jared. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's going to be better for I'm the you. more organized Jared. Which is, and that's something that I've been working on a lot. We've all been working on it a lot as business owners. And it's really, really hard at first when you have a new business and an employee asks you something to be like, ask Tanner. Right. Because you feel like you're not being useful. But in reality, by taking on something. So if somebody asks me something that's cafe specific, that's workflow related in the cafe. Yeah. Tanner or Kristen, any of the coordinators even, are going to have a much better idea of what needs to happen than I do. 100%. Me too. So if I try to tackle that problem, not only am I wasting my time, I'm probably giving bad information or not the best information right. to the person and maybe who just adding wants more workload. to learn. Probably adding more workload. Yeah. So it's it's a struggle to be like totally. I hear you. You should talk to Kristen because mm-hmm. you feel useless in that moment, right? And you feel like people don't see you as a leader. Totally, and that's hard to rectify. It's weird in your mind.
1: It's weird. Yeah, I mean, you've got all those classroom trainings, and then I'm I'm supporting the the on the basically I'm supporting like the on the job training. So having to come up with like, essentially, we've Chris and I have come up with this idea of putting together a, the passport, which, you know, Starbucks has their version of it, but the idea is that everybody will always get the same training, no matter how many days a week they work. So I think a lot of people have gone through what I I experienced early on. And that's the, the scheduling snafu with training where somebody only works certain hours and it's hard to get training done because they work one day then they're off three days and they work only a morning and then only a night. And you're trying to go through all these things and, And we both realized that, oh, wait, what if all the trainers knew how to do and perform all the training? So you didn't have to lean on one person for everything. And then what if we had it coordinated in such a way or um, organized in such a way so that everybody went through the same training linear? So there's part one, two, three, four, five, one million up to whatever. And no matter what store you go to, the training looks basically the exact same. And you can essentially walk in and be like, here's where I'm at in my training, hand it over to a coordinator or a team leader, and they can continue down the line and just be like, okay, cool. Here's what you need to learn today. Here's where we're at.
0: Right. So if you have, let's say a traditional workforce right. where you have baristas and reg ops, you have a manager and then you have a trainer. Like an assistant
1: manager or a, yeah, or a trainer,
0: trainer. So like where we were before, there was a trainer. And if you had a store and you needed new employees trained up, you would kind of call the trainer, book the trainer. And like you said, it's basically a scheduling nightmare. So hard. But if you have X amount of people certified to give or deliver certain trainings, they don't actually have to be trainers. Exactly. They're employees. They're coordinators or they're team leaders. Mm-hmm. So there's instead of having one person at any store who can train these things, you might have six people at a store who can train certain things. Right. And they can all be certified to train different things too. Yes. So you could Which take is what your, we want. You could take your passport and maybe you trained with Rachel yesterday and Sarah the day before that. And then you could walk in to the roastery and give your passport to Grace mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I'm at my. Third level yeah. training. Uh, it's time for me to learn this. This is where I'm at. They yeah. look at the passport. They're like, cool. And then they get their training
1: modules from their training. Their local... Their cool binder. And then they go through the training with you throughout and the day. And they go through it. And what's cool about that to me is this. People who work three days a week and five days a week can then get the same training and the same progression. Even if it's a little bit slower for the person who works less, they still go in the same order. It's not like, well, we have to do more with the three-day-a-week so they can get through training in a week or a week and a half because we only have this one trainer for this two weeks to get this person done. And it's going to be easy because this person's going to get through everything in five days in their first week, and then we can pass them off. That whole thing kind of becomes less of an issue. Everybody just learns at the pace that is appropriate. And they basically come out...
0: I We think they'll come out better employees. It's also a cool justification for being able to give a bump if you set up a system to where, okay, you're certified to train this. If you get X amount of training certifications, you get a little raise. Mm -hmm. You're not a manager necessarily. You don't do any managerial duties, but you get rewarded for being excellent at what you do and getting those stamps off your passport. Yeah. So, you know, like when I was writing the roasting training, basically a passing grade of 90% is better, allows you to be 90% or better, you can be a certified roaster. If you wish to be certified as a roasting certification instructor, you need to pass with a perfect score as well as pass a separate roasting profiling exam that tackles things in a little bit more detail and talks about roasting coffees that you haven't had any prior experience for. And then you're, you're basically stamped and boom, you can train anybody. Right. And then be like, hey, I need to train a new roaster. It's like, cool, you are training certified yeah. go for it you don't even have to find me That's you don't so have sick. to find Jared you just find whoever That's like, what we need to do whoever has that stamp can train you It's way easier. So basically, that's a bulk of our whole next year is figuring.
1: (laughs) I mean, and that's not even a joke. That's the crazy part. Like, it's just funny to say it. It's so true.
0: So basically, all year,
1: yeah, we're basically going to be working on this stuff. I mean, hopefully,
0: we get it done less than a year and practice it. But even so, yeah, I mean, it's written down as a goal. Yeah, Yeah, it's like by July, 2018, to have the fully functioning training and certification program, which includes. The high level classes that everyone will take, as well as a passport, as well as skill specific training yeah. in the cafe slash roastery. Yeah, and skill and knowledge assessments to go along with all these things. It's literally hundreds of things. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> but that's what good companies do. Like and I consistently am blown away by the companies I am when I and of course I say Disney because I've got to see a lot of it, but they have <laughs> insane amounts of this stuff. And I just it works. Because they have
0: a running company that works, it's all like it or not, right? it's like it just does, and there has to be some sort of progression for you, yeah, as a business owner, because let's be real, no matter how much you love what you do, at some point you need to grow as a person, oh yeah, or you're going to burn out and That's fact. It's just a fact. That's fact. And I remember back in the day, I saw Kyle Larson, who used to be one of the big Stumptown trainers. Yeah. He worked at the Fresh Pot, and then he was like the Stumptown trainer. And he spent all his day training in the lab, and he was training wholesale customers. And I saw him kicking it there, and I was like, that's the job I want. Right. I want that to be my life. If I could do that forever, that's all I would ever need. It's perfect. Well, I had that. And turns out that's totally not true because you just need to grow and you push grow. yourself in different areas. And again, it's not that's not important. It's just you can pass that on to someone who's that's their dream at that time. Yeah, at the right place and time for them, and then you can grow out. And if you, it, if we're doing what we're doing now in ten years, that's fucked. Yeah, we're not. That means we failed. That means yeah. There's, or Except for the podcast, or we're gonna be. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll be miserable. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, seriously. <laughs> super miserable seriously. as much as i love doing espresso training if that's my main job in five years i'm just like dude just hit me over the head with a hammer i can't handle this yeah it's not good and you're just like <laughs> it's, totally. it's easy to overlook yourself as an owner if you're like oh i gotta want to get my employees in the sweet spot make sure everyone's growing into yeah. the things that they feel comfortable with you have to do that for yourself. Oh, for sure. It was like when we were at our meetings and talking about Charles and the spreadsheets. And yeah, I'm like, bro, when he he rectifies the you know the end of month financials, and he's he's literally he's a wizard at Excel. He's like one but of he's the most, doing the busy work. Watching him work in Excel is it's like this art that he has. Yeah, but he's a Picasso. He's Picasso in Excel. His real value is uh, in financial planning and strategies and not actually putting numbers into boxes right and not actually pulling data. From he's not sales a CPA. Reports. Yeah, he needs long term to have a CPA who pulls the data enters the data and delivers him the report and then he can interpret that report exactly and look at what we need to do to make things work mm-hmm. better mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and he's just like yeah, I don't know and I'm like bro, I see you <laughs> yeah, I it's super like- stressful and in three years, you're going to be over it. So yeah. Let's do yourself a favor and get you someone who can do that, train and figure out where you're going to be the most effective. Right. So you have to take care of yourself. And there are people out there that like that. Or everybody loses. Right.
1: You know? You really do. And you can replace your passion that is kind of waning with a new passion for yourself and put somebody else in your spot who's crazy passionate about what you were passionate about and just keep moving forward that way. Yeah. There will be people there for you.
0: And it's like... Part of it is leaving. Just it's so emotional. <sighs> it's like leaving the skill or leaving the job behind, but bringing some of the passion with you. Yeah. Okay. Some okay. of that's so. Some of that's not as evident, and I wasn't as aware of that as I was. I don't know, three or four, five, six, whatever years ago. To where I used to think I was passionate about teaching people how to make coffee. Mm. Now just people. <laughs> I see one of my bigger passions is teaching overall doesn't necessarily have to have anything to do with coffee. And then a step further from that, I feel like one of my really big sweet spots is making complicated ideas. Simple. That's something that I pride myself on. And that's something that I feel like I can apply to a lot of things. Right. And while I might get bored of teaching people how to make espresso, there's so many other things that need to happen so many other ways to express that creativity, break things down, package things. And, you know, I love telling stories. I love, you know, taking the things that we believe in and communicating those to other people. It's like a different kind of training, but it's still in that same vein of getting people excited, bringing people in energy and letting them understand what we're all about, putting our stylistic spin on things. And, you know, whether that's, making product that we sell on the web doing media stuff picture whatever video it's just there's different ways to channel your passions right you know i mean one of your passions is seeing people grow like you're one of the biggest advocates of you know the young just person who's got a lot of spirit but maybe doesn't know where they fit in or doesn't feel like they can progress or right. just like I'm here like what do, the place. what do I do and right. you're really good at being like okay I'm going to I'm going to find where you fit where you can shine where you can have the biggest impact not only on my organization but for your own life as well right so
1: it doesn't, have anything to, win. it doesn't have
0: anything to do with coffee. No, you know, you're not a cafe manager. No, but when you're managing the cafes, you're not really getting that energy from managing the cafe. You're getting that energy from putting people where they belong. Oh, for sure. Finding people's sweet spots. It's definitely finding people's sweet spots and it's seeing people come to life. And that's you, like my favorite thing. So you like level that up, right? You know, apply it onto a bigger scale, apply it company wide. And that to bring it back to what we're going into, It means pulling back a little from the day-to-day operations. It Mm -hmm. means you actually can't manage the cafe if you want to be the most effective at, you know, where your sweet spot is. Right. Executing your vision. That's exactly what we're both trying to do. Execute a vision. Yeah. Which is
1: very stressful. It's very
0: stressful. (laughs) It's very stressful. To sum up. To sum up, I'm stressed. I'm stressed. And we have a vision. (laughs) You're pissed off. I'm in the zone. (laughs) Ross can. But i don't know i think that's great it's definitely therapy to talk about it i mean now you guys all
1: know what's going on in our hearts in our minds it's we're trying to capture hearts and minds capture the hearts and minds that's true yeah i think i mean we've done 40
0: some odd minutes here this is my favorite podcast we've ever done maybe of all time of all time (laughs) this one's going to be required listening for any new employees you hear that you hear that you yeah. sons of news hear that we got an orientation four, tonight. Yeah, I know four more people coming on
1: tonight to replace those that have moved into roasting and admin slash project manager Woo-hoo. assistants, and potential architect designers. It's
0: getting pretty serious. We got 36 <laughs> employees right now, so I guess you could say it. You could say it's getting, it's pretty, getting pretty serious. serious. Um, You're just jealous because I've been online chatting with babes all
1: day. <laughs> I hope you're Looks listening, like You Aaron. don't have a job, Napoleon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I made $136 today. <laughs> Forgot my checkbook. <laughs> yeah. hope, hope you, you don't want to pay, pay change. change. You guys all seen Napoleon Dynamite? Well, Grace has not seen Napoleon Dynamite. Well, Grace didn't know Sir Mix a lot either. She didn't know Sir Mix a lot. She hasn't seen Napoleon Dynamite. She's never seen Clerks. Alex and I have a running list of things that she needs to check into. Oh, my gosh. Some of them she dabbles in and she's like, that's so wrong. I can't even watch that.
1: <laughs> like when Alex put on that, what's it called? That movie we watched Did uh, the cartoon, Sausage Fingers or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> We watched super bad. Oh, yeah. She had never
0: seen that. She kind of thought that was funny, though. And she thought that was funny and was also slightly appalled at the same time. <laughs> so this is really aggressive. What was the
1: one, the cartoon with the hot dogs in it? He, I can't even remember. You know, I, I think remember, it's Sausage Fest—that's what it was. Was it Alex called Sausage Fest? Even
0: I was like, "This is disgusting." It was super weird. <laughs> I was like, "This is gnarly." It was pretty nasty. <laughs> Go check it out on Adult Swim. You can you can have it. It's Free gift from Netflix. us to you. Yeah, free gift. If you want a Netflix and chill, do it with Sausage Fest <laughs> and alone and alone. No matter yourself. who you are. <laughs> I think that'll do. That'll I feel do. Feel pretty good about today. Hey, hope you guys have the best weekend ever, and huh. just you know, just freaking plan your life it's chill because it's you you only have one <laughs> you might as well do whatever you want right
1: your life. <laughs> <Don't> you
0: <forget>. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt okay bye yeah
1: dude later huh <laughs>